ay, 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 ay. Bye. Go home. No one loves you. And now a quick ad from our sponsor. Buffalo's hottest new nightclub is Cryptid. Opened in a renovated David's Bridal by club empresario Janet Snyder, this club has everything. Bigfoot handing out warm hand towels in the bathroom, DJ Mothman spinning the hottest beats all night long, and human Jersey Devils. But what's a human Jersey Devil? Oh, well, no one's ever asked me that. It's when you take a little person, you fuse cloven hooves to their actual feet, you make them run around in the snow, and then you take pictures of the tracks. What up? We're doing cryptids today! Hey! So, welcome to our podcast. We talk all things Rust Belt here. And I tend to talk about stuff that I already know about because I am lazy and don't take notes and just do printouts as it was pointed out by our producer. (laughs) I write my notes old school style because I'm poor and don't have a computer or a printer. But I talk about Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, uh, Illinois, Indiana. I think that's it. Iowa. I talked about Iowa um, in the previous episode. And I talk specifically about Lake Erie's butthole. Speaking of places, we have listeners in Canada, Germany, Australia, Ireland, Mexico, and Reunion. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm so fucking sorry. And obviously the United States. What was the first one? Canada. Hey, thanks for listening, eh? What was the third uh, Germany. Oh. oh, so good to listen to you. Thank that you for is, listening. That is a racist <laughs> Asian <laughs> massage parlor lady. No, it's not. Australia. Aye. I take away my baby. Thanks for the lesson. Ireland. Oh, me lucky charm. <laughs> Mexico. Gracias. Oh. Gracias para escuchan. Escuchan. I go home. No one loves you. Mm -hmm. And then reunion. I don't even know where that is. Uh, it's in Barcelona. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that we've gone international. Uh, that means we're a big deal. That means we're a huge deal. Yeah. So um, thanks to everyone. Um, make sure when you listen to us, you leave us a fucking five star review, okay? And if you don't, the just, cryptids are coming. Well, the cryptids are coming, but we try really hard, and this isn't this isn't like we don't this get paid a- any money for this. And I know I'm whining right now, but like I have kids to feed and rent to take care of, and I had to do laundry today because they couldn't <laughs> buy a new shirt because they couldn't afford it. This is a passion project. And it is made with love and because we are good friends and old friends and we have very similar interests. And I don't think, no offense to my other friends, but I don't think I could sit across from any of them and actually have a discussion about anything aside from like feminism and politics. And that's just too much right now. I don't need any more of that in my life. Well, it's because most of your other friends are stupid. Yeah. 
You guys can take a look at her. She's wonderful. There's a beautiful Nepali lady that comes and collects all the cans. Well, she had like five her. bags. No, she's fantastic. And I'm she's not really mad about nice. it. That's she always money. compliments my yard. I actually was going to offer her a bunch of money to clean the house. And Damon was like, no. Yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. Why? I don't think you should be inviting people to clean your house that you don't know. Um, You've seen my house. I love your house. Okay, but it's dirty as fuck. Listen, all I was trying to say is that people should leave us a five-star review. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I know my voice is annoying. I know my accent's annoying. You sound like Rachel Ray and Frank <sighs> Drusher had a baby. A. 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 Um, but yeah, for real, definitely try and leave us a review. Also, make sure you subscribe. And... um. What's the other thing that they're supposed to? Oh, like definitely add us when you listen to us, post it, share us so people know what we are and that other people will listen because we want to get the word out there. We're trying to make this a thing that everyone can enjoy. And I can promise you, I'm not even saying allegedly, this is a factual thing. If you do that, Lena will perform oral sex on you. <gasps> no, I will not. Oh, come on. You're <laughs> no. a whore. I might be a whore, but I'm not sucking anyone's dick anytime soon. Well, I mean, ladies could. I don't. I'm too. never going down on anyone ever again until I really like them. <laughs> I am. I am. I mean, let's just leave it at that because okay. I am. Yeah, we better. Horrified. Also, I'm single. If anyone wants to mingle, take me for chicken you. and waffles. I anyway. Get... <sighs> I'm horrified by your behavior. Um, is, <laughs> I You couldn't hear it, but when I said that, there was this ghostly, horrible moan that happened in the background. And it was... The bug sleeping. It was one of the dogs. It just went... Oh. oh my god, that was so! I could not, I could not contain that. That was I had stupid. such a good fucking segue too. Oh and that fucking dog wrecks everything. <laughs> the dog and the fucking pig. That's why I don't have kids. That's why I don't have a house. That's why I don't have a picket fence. That's why I haven't made a payment on my student loans because these fucking animals wrecking my life. Oh my god. Um. Let's let's try to get Excuse back me. to this segue. <laughs> Cryptids. Say something that sounds like horror. More? Bore. Lore? Say horror and add on to it. Horror. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I have a story about a cryptid. Um, but it's also very much related to something called the Angola horror. Uh, um the town of Angola? Or Evans. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. the same thing. Village of Angola, town of Evans. Mm -hmm. um, they're actually two separate instances, but the Angola horror happened in the 1860s. Uh, at the time, uh, John D. Rockefeller, one of the richest, most powerful people Part of the in Illuminati. the country. Or, and that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't hear him anymore. <laughs> You're lucky. Um, <laughs> he was going to board a train and go to New York City to hang out with some friends, do some business, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, his baggage made it on the train, but he didn't because he got caught up. He's usually meticulous about his scheduling. Um, the train left on time, left John D. Rockefeller behind, stopped, and the last people it picked up were in my hometown. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, New York. Well, 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 well. And then it made one more stop in uh, Silver Creek slash Irving where it mm-hmm. just picked up supplies. And then when it got to Angola, people had removed three of the railroad ties from the tracks for the wood. Kids not knowing. Um, that it's a railroad track? Well, not knowing the damage it would do. They removed the railroad ties. Uh So, like, there would be, like, three railroad ties, and then they took one. And then three. And then they took one. So they figured if it was spaced out enough, if they took the wood, they could use it. Uh And it wouldn't, no harm, no foul. And the research that I did did a very good job of not blaming those kids because kids are stupid okay that's a valid point thank you yeah you're right but when the train got to angola because of those three railroad ties removed the train upended and there were at least 200 people on it was four cars 50 people per car there was a newlywed couple there were bankers i mean there's i That's how people traveled. Yeah. So every type of person. But here's the thing. They heated the railroad cars with these furnaces that were wood fueled. Mm -hmm. Their last stop was to pick up wood for the furnaces because it was the winter. Okay. So when the railroad cars went off the tracks, two of them upended and ended up vertical. And all the passengers Fell down on top of each other into the part where the furnace was. <gasps> no. Yeah. So two railroad cars of people burned alive in Angola, New York. Oh and my God. it was right off of Holland Road. The screams and the cries could be heard for an hour. They just couldn't get out. Or did everything just go up in flames? Well, it's a railroad car. You can't just like... Climb out. Right, right, right. Yeah, especially if it's vertical. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, my God. I I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a place we can drive to from here. Right. I was just there a couple weekends ago. It's Holland Road in Angola. Um, So that happened, and people say that if you're there on the night that that happened... Every year, you can hear the screams of the people Ooh. off in the woods. I just um, got heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's a horrible Ugh. story that kind of got covered up a little bit because the family of the kids that took the railroad ties was well-known among the community as, you know, upstanding citizens Uh and trying their best to do well. And they knew that if they put all the details out there, there'd be a giant witch hunt. Right. Against the family and those kids. But, yeah, they were supposed to end up in New York City. Instead, they ended up in Angola. Barbecue. So the other two... 
Boxcars were fine. They, I mean, people were injured, but nobody burned to death. Right. Because but ev- every single person from those two burned to death? Yeah. Wow, that's fucking rough. Isn't that horrible? Yes, that's like, like that's bad. That's I do why not feel good about it. That's why it's colloquially, colloquially, commonly. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with commonly. Because mm-hmm. I had two drinks. Um, <laughs> It's commonly known as the Angola Horror, which is, I mean... It's appropriate. Yeah. Just Um, the thought, like, the visual image in my brain of two train cars vertically is... And people burning. But but not even... I mean, aside from the people burning, just the image of two train cars vertically is terrifying. Like, in my brain. Like, that's like, you know, me with my anxiety and bullshit. That just sounds... You don't Awful. have anxiety because it hasn't been medically diagnosed. That's like me saying I have Tourette's because I say inappropriate things. Well, okay. But what I'm saying is it's scary <laughs> as fuck. And I don't like the picture that's in my brain of it. And then to add them burning on top of it. Which is the is worst just way to go. Awful. It is truly awful. Um. <sighs> so, Yeah. That happened there, and another thing happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how, like, every town has the bunny man? Yeah. Like, there's that urban legend mm-hmm. about a man dressed like a bunny. The Stony blah, Brook blah, blah, Screamer, blah. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This originated in Angola, New York. Okay. Like, I actually researched. Even though I didn't write down notes, I did a lot of printouts, and I've written a lot of papers, because I have two college degrees. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And it started with the pig man. Okay, 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 okay. From Holland Road Mm -hmm. in Angola, New York. Uh, He was born very deformed. Uh, Oh. He sort of looked like Sloth and... Sloth from the Goonies? Yeah. hmm Except Michael Jackson's nose. No. Like, at the end. Like, no nose. Shaved down, skeleton nose, yeah. Well, more like two giant nostrils. And just a point. Yeah, and people didn't really get that sort of thing back then. Like, they didn't know that sometimes people were born... Fucked up. Looking. Well, different, special... Special. It's just a deformity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this happened a, quite a while after the Angola Horror. It happened um, on June 29th, 1918. Okay, yeah. Uh, and when he was born, the midwife, like, totally recoiled in horror. And, it, yeah. Um There's pictures of him that you can find uh, from his early mid-20s that were taken between 1933 and 1938. And his deformities were really severe. He was very poor sign in appearance. Um, For those that did not go to college, that means (laughs) pig-like. So you can see how the pig man look and nickname came about. Uh, But it was also around that time that William... The name of the pig man uh, and his old and probably only friend, Theodore Miller, introduced him to the show promoter working for various oddities of the world shows. He offered William a good sum of money to tour for four months out of the year. 
So I would take that offer. Well, the pigman jumped at the chance to travel and earn some money without the fear of constant ridicule. He didn't care if people are staring at him as That's long the as they point. weren't making fun of him. I don't blame him. Um, so he toured the southern U.S. and the stress of travel and somewhat unsanitary living conditions brought him back to Holland Road afterwards. Uh, upon his return, there was a large garbage transfer and landfill thing mm-hmm. opened right next to his property i'd be pissed he was pissed but he also got a job as a night watchman and morning gatekeeper for the business living next to the property like yeah you just had to walk around the property every two hours and what the hell is gonna keep somebody away from something like that more than the pig band right 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 it's like a watchdog but better um but the legend really begins and it's also where history and fact sort of start to blur with myth and fiction and legend here um knowing the history of this point's important but around 1947 48 it's not 100% and there's two conflicting dates that have been found but at the age of 34 or 35 William Derricks marries William Crabtree, which is his cousin, and they're related to the pig man. And as years go by to the 1950s, the town's population grows in suburbia as well as recreational summer cottages become popping up. And the pig man spends his time alternating between the traveling shows and his job with the sanitation company next door. William and Mildred... The cousins related to the pig man begin collecting all sorts of bizarre items on their property or in their home. Along with these items, the pig man also cares for some very bizarre creatures, which he adopts from the Barnum and Ripley shows, like the, the <gasps> circus. For real? Yeah. Um, they became what today would be considered hoarders, collecting everything and throwing nothing out. Uh Pigman's job at the dumps afforded him the opportunity to salvage through all the garbage mm-hmm. and probably take a bunch of the garbage home. Um, sort of like come home I, with some treasures. Well, it's how I live my life. Yeah, like I'm walking home. I see a couch. I take it. Yeah, I see an untaped bed. Bugs. I take it. What? Who cares? Um, so he began a store and hide items throughout his property. Uh, you can still stumble across them today if you know where to look. Uh, that's like a factual statement. That His I, stuff? Yeah. Like, it's something that you do in Chautauqua County. You go out to his old property. Oh, I thought you meant like you could find it at like other people's garage sales. I'm like, but how do you no, know no, it's no, no, his? No, no, okay. no, You can find it. You can go to his old where property. Where his plot okay. used to be. Um, his house on Holland Road sometime in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, is only like the foundation now uh the original fireplace can be found that's how you sort of find it that's weird well no i mean it's a stone house and it's old but um he he's not what he became later like mythology wise Mm -hmm. he was a hoarder and he was super deformed but his work at the dumps and the hoarding and his appearance gave him the name Pigman. And the only combination of all the reasons explained with that is what gave him the name and the legend that he built. Like he never 
put on a pig head and chase people or anything. Right. But that's where all those stories sort of spiraled out from. Everything can be traced back to William on Holland Road in Angola, New York, nearby the site of the Angola Horror. I just jammed two separate and disparate stories into one. So he didn't even do anything. People were just like, oh, like... He's deformed. Well, He's weird. It was a time where that was not normal. Like, that was not... Right. But I was always under the impression that he was, like, you know, like a like a knife-wielding killer or something. Right. And that's where exaggerations begin from the original story. He so was, he was just trying to live his life the best he could with the two jobs that he had. He was a hoarder. Yeah. That's the worst thing he ever did and god knows i can't judge a hoarder right but that's so sad right but back then people didn't they weren't like oh he's deformed and he was born with these weird facial features let's think about his feelings before we talk Mm -hmm. it was exactly the opposite oh he was deformed and he looks like a pig let's call him the pig man and he's probably the devil so So any sort of aberrant personality trait that he had like hoarding just made him more mysterious and more evil seeming to the populace Mm -hmm. that's so sad i feel bad for him well i mean he made a good living and it seemed like he really didn't give a shit and you know he had he had like the the the, the circus act thing right like the sideshow yeah and he made a lot of money doing right that. good um, for him and you know he probably felt like he could at least relate to the people that he was working with because they were all going through the same like feelings like what like what's wrong with me nothing listen I'll put it like this he had his own house he owned some land he had his own stuff he was fucking doing and good. I can't say that. Right, right. right. That's what makes me sad, though. He was just trying to, like, live his best life, and everyone was shitting on him. But in a way, I mean, he became the basis for... A terrifying road. No, I was going to say crazy urban legends that sprung up across the country, and even though those things have very little to do with him... He will live on in infamy and notoriety as the Pigman of Holland Road, and he'll never be forgotten, which is kind of what we all want, is to be remembered. Right, to continue living when That's we're not me living. trying to be really glass half full. By the way, can you refill my drink, producer? Oh my god. Um, but yeah, that's my story of the Angola Horror and the Angola Pigman. So who are we saying goodbye to? Bye to the people who shit on him because he's not a bad guy? He's not scared? No, you know what we're saying goodbye to? The three kids who stole the wood? No. No, what? We're saying goodbye to Buffalo's hottest nightclub, Cryptid, opened in an abandoned David's Bridal by club empresario Janet Snyder on East Amherst Street. That club had everything. The Mothman, DJ Mothman spinning the hottest beats, Bigfoot handing out warm hand towels in the bathroom, and uh, the Pigman. Bye. Bye. 
Being with Infants by Montessori teacher trainer and world-renowned child specialist Beverly Kovach is finally on DVD and digital download. The long-awaited 3D disc set is essential for any new parent, grandparent, or infant caregiver wanting respectful relationships with infants in their care. Being with Infants is broken down into 20 easy-to-digest video lessons, complete with demonstrations. Everything from diapering, feeding, the proper way of picking up infants, sleep, crying, environment, play, weaning, and much more are covered. Being with Infants is available on DVD and digital download at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Order today and be sure to follow Being with Infants on Facebook for free bonus content. Diggity dang, Hillbilly Horror Show's done gone global. Land and Goshen. Critics call Hillbilly Horror Show a barrel of good old American fun. It sure is. Catch the Hillbilly Horror Show on DVD and Roku or just visit www.hillbillyhorrorshow.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just talk about www.w, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. And while you're there, don't forget to get your official Pyongyang main t-shirt and official Hillbilly Horror Show koozie. Get your gear today. So what do you think is a really good weapon to have? I think it's saying hi. Just saying hi to someone? We have a formula. Hi. No, this is the second half of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, huh? No, we already said hi because you always go first you're and right. I close out. Sorry. I'm the closer. The ad threw me off. It's okay. You're fine. Um, So I think. I'm, I think a really good weapon to have is a uh, scythe. What's a scythe? It's that thing the Grim Reaper has. A Sith? Is it? I think it's a Sith. A Sith? No, a Sith. <laughs> That thing that cuts wheat. That long thing? Okay, well, so, <laughs> anyway, last weekend, after we were done reco- recording, I went and got tattooed, and I got a gigantic... Your tattoo looks so good. I got a gigantic dagger because I was in the mood and feeling myself after doing all this shit. So... Wait, did you go... That was Jeff. That was Jeff Bagnashi. Go get tattooed by him. Oh, okay. JP Bags. I... I will bolster that statement by saying I have a sleeve tattoo mm-hmm. that was done by a horrible tattoo artist. Me? No. Just kidding. I've never tattooed anyone. My hooker friend, nice. Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Sex worker? Sex worker is what I prefer to say. You prefer to say prostitute. Okay. Teach their own. Whore. Um, Fine. And... Jeff gave me and Lena matching moth tattoos because we really like moths. Yes. JP Bags 13 on Instagram. And whenever I get a compliment on my sleeve tattoo, it's always a compliment <laughs> based on not the actual sleeve, but the one part that has the moth that he did because it looks so good comparative to the rest of my arm. I don't think your arm looks bad. I I mean, comparatively, 
I mean, it just, it's different from everything else. It's a different style. But I think it's funny that we both have moth tattoos. And that's like, you know, the Mothman of cryptid. And then I just got a dagger because I'm like, you know, daggery stuff. And here we are having our little, you know, discussion about... Daggery stuff. About killing and shit. And you're kind of lying about why we got the tattoos. Well, it's because Harry Styles has a moth tattoo on his chest. Yeah, we have matching One Direction tattoos. But for this purpose... For the sake of the podcast. We're going to say it's the moth, man. Stick into the theme of cryptids for this episode. I am going to tell my story titled... The Mythic Child-Stealing Thunderbirds of Illinois. Oh. My source is atlasobscura.com. Oh, oh, citing your source. I'm trying to because I, mine, you're I more. I don't. Right, but that's because you have to remember that you are knowledgeable of what you are speaking of. So a lot of it is you just relaying what you know, whereas I have to actually look everything up. So what you're saying is that I'm smarter than you. Yeah, but I'm smart because I'm citing my sources. But so I can't get us I'm in trouble. I'm smarter because I have one more degree than you do. Ugh, eat a dick. <laughs> so, but your new tattoo looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I really, I really like it. Um, so these Thunderbirds. Um, it all began on July 25th of 1977. I okay. kind of. I'm like, I used to hate like oldie, olden time stories, like old timey stuff. Like the 70s or the right. 80s. But now that we're doing this podcast, I'm really enjoying that like era of time as opposed to what's going on now. Because I feel like everything that's going on now, everyone knows, even though that's probably wrong. But anyway. I'm only 17 years old. So everything I, you is know nothing. Oh my God. Before 2000. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> um, so this is about the Lowe family of Lawndale, Illinois. Um, basically. Lowe? Low, L-O-W-E, like the, the hardware store. Low, 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 low. Time to get low, low to the window. We probably can't do right. that. So this was on the evening of July 25th, 1977. Everyone from the family was outside. They were grilling. The kids were playing. People were chit-chatting, whatever. So around 8, 10 p.m., the Lowe's were cleaning up. You know, they're putting away the grill. They're getting all the toys, cleaning up plates. They're wearing their bell bottoms. Oh, doing coke, absolutely. Absolutely. So the kids are still outside playing. Um, Ruth was the matriarch of the family, and she was inside cleaning when all of a sudden she heard a piercing scream. Just a heads up for those that don't know, matriarch means mom. The mama. So she heard this piercing scream while she's cleaning, doing dishes at the sink. And she was like, I fucking know that. It is my 10-year-old son, Marlon. Right? So she ran outside to see what was going on. And as she got outside, she saw two massive birds flying in a tight wingtip to wingtip formation chasing Marlon. They were pecking and clawing at him. What? Yeah. Yes. So Ruth, being a fucking mom, she ran towards them. Um, and as she's like going at them, like screaming, warning, whatever, the bigger one then sunk its claws into Marlin's <gasps> shirt and lifted him off the ground. Shut the, shut up. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> Two. Mm-hmm. Why didn't mom? Called dad to come outside because she probably should know her place. Because all the dads, no, because women did everything at the time and all that men did was work and then smoke cigars and drink whiskey. And 
ladies bake pies and did dishes. They didn't rescue people from birds. Right, but she's going to be the one in charge of the kids. So if Marlon's running around screaming like a banshee. Because he's being attacked by a giant bird. Not one, but two. Okay. So he gets lifted off the ground by a giant bird and she runs outside mid ditches. Did she leave the water running? They didn't say. Um, But basically, like 10 year old boys on average are like 70 pounds. So this bird lifted him up by his shirt and was, you know, carrying him. That's weird because I'm 70 pounds. (laughs) So Ruth kept attacking this bird, and it eventually dropped Marlin after carrying him for 35 fucking feet. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck No, I swear. Oh, wait. Um, did it carry him 35 feet into the air or 35 feet horizontally? He was, he was off the ground, but they carried him 35 feet horizontally, but he was still off the ground. This bird had him, right? So then the bird dropped him. They flew away. So... The family went to the police. The police fucking laughed in their faces. Rightfully so, because I think that if anyone told me this, I think I would be fascinated. And then at the end, what do you smell? uh, Right. And then at the end, I'd be like, (laughs) you're fucking dumb. (laughs) So the police laughed in their faces and Ruth described the birds as such. It had a white ring around its half foot long neck. The rest of the body was very black. The bird's bill was six inches in length and hooked at the end. The claws on the feet were arranged from with three front, one in the back. Each wing, less the body, was four feet at the very least. The entire length of the bird's body from beak to tail feather was approximately four four and one half feet. Sounds like a vulture. It just sounds like those fucking dopey ass birds in the movies that are like, hoo, 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 hoo. you know what I'm talking about? A vulture. Is that what it is? Right. I was an I ornithologist. Know. Okay. <laughs> that means somebody that's an expert in birds. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I know nothing about birds. Other than when a bird comes to your window, it's supposed to be someone dead saying hi to you. What? Yeah, you never heard that? Like when a bird comes to like the window and they're like just sitting, hanging out, looking at you. It's Lena, a dead person saying hi right to you. Right above your head right now. <laughs> is a bird. I swear to God, in the attic room that I slept in uh-huh. when the pig was freaking out in the middle of the night, there's a bird in... In the window that died like six months ago, uh-huh. and I don't have the heart to take it out. So does that mean somebody's been saying hi to me for a really long time? Yeah, someone's trying to say, hey, girl, what about me? And then you forgot about them, and that's why I died. <gasps> Do you want to see it? No, I don't. It's probably it's, gross. It's a robin. No, you know I don't like it, You know I don't like your attic. Because it's buffalo, it is frozen, and it looks great. I might set it in resin. That's fine if you want to. If you came over next week, I might be wearing it as a hat. I wouldn't be mad at that, though. I wouldn't be mad at that. Okay, so this bird carried this boy 35 feet. Right, so they went to the police. The police were like, y'all are fucking nuts. And... Because they probably were. Marlon, being a 10-year-old boy, was clearly target for a lot of bullying after this, and he became known as Bird Boy. (laughs) And everyone picked on this poor little oh kid. It get, girl, you're about to not be laughing. Maybe you will. I don't know. I probably will. Uh, Let's be real. Well, because everyone was picking on him, people started throwing dead pigeons on their <gasps> porch. Yeah. Where were they finding all these dead pigeons? I don't know. Where they I don't were... know. It's in Illinois. So, so dead pigeons? I feel are like they have pigeons everywhere? everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. So... 
Nothing ever really came from it, but legends about giant birds existed um, in the the Kabokia tribe. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, around the 13, 13th century in Illinois. Oh, is that a Native American tribe? Yes. I'm Native American, so oh. why don't you show me? C-A-B-O-K-I-A. Kabokia. So the Kabokia tribe. And this tribe had a bunch of fantastic creatures such as serpents, dragons, and birds. And uh, these wait. Serpents, dragons, and birds? As part of their tribe? Um, it was like their their protector stuff. They they basically drew these. So um they drew these um in um the limestone cliffs in Alton, Illinois. <sighs> Back in the 13th century. I'm drawing Storm from the X-Men right now. That doesn't mean I think she's going to come protect my house. All right. but So these creatures were to serve a religious purpose. Um, and they were, they were like, present in the, in the village, the tribe, to warn when danger is about to enter. So the most famous cliff drawing is the Piazza bird. And that's what's found in the limestone cliffs. Um, it was first described in nineteen or er, in 1673 by missionary Jacques Marquette. Um, he said, "We upon <laughs> we saw upon one of them two painted monsters, which at first made us afraid, and upon which the boldest savages dare not long rest their eyes. They are as large as a calf. They have horns on their heads like those of a deer. A horrible look, red eyes, a beard like a tiger's. I didn't know tigers had beard. A face somewhat like a man's, a body covered with scales, and so long a tail that it winds all around the body, passing above the head and going back between the legs, ending in a fishtail. That sounds nothing like the bird you described. Right, but this is like the lore around all of it, is that this is where these birds came from, is like this original tribe in Illinois. Right, but so it, but they it's a, right, so it's a hybrid reptilian bird, and it helped the tribe, but also turned on the tribe. Okay. So when they needed, when they like needed to warn them, they would let the 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 tribe know, but also they didn't have a problem like allegedly eating people, whatever. Allegedly. Yes. So, the Thunderbirds are what they base this story off of the the low family story thunderbirds are known for their giant wings and all i could think of was the stupid car that came out right like the transam thunderbird well it's it's and that's what's on the back their wings were so big that Girl, that's how native americans explain thunder every time they flap their wings it would create <gasps> the thunder noise you're yeah. so smart you Good were thing. all like oh i know you didn't. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's because it's my people. I know it's your people. So by the 19th century, the original drawing was destroyed by nature. And around the 1940s, there was... Who's nature? <laughs> Ma- Mama nature, you ain't never heard of her? No. She sounds like a real bitch as she's destroying She's been snowing today. She's been sunny today. She's been warm today. She's been cold today. She's everything. But that van, that white mm-hmm. van with no windows... Is still there. Third week in a row. Third week in a row of the white van being there. So in the 1940s, there were so many sightings of the massive birds. First, April 4th, 1948. Then 20 days later, April 24th, 1948. 
And then they disappeared until 1977. And that's when the Lowe family had seen them at their, you know, party picnic, whatever. When when it picked up their baby, Marlon. <laughs> 10-year-old Marlon, 70-pound Marlon. Listen, if you're under 12, you're a baby. I, like, I don't give a shit about kids. If you are younger than 12, you're a baby. If you're between 12 and 15, you're a toddler. And if you're over 15, you're an adult. I and that's know. when you fucking know better. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, and that's why I don't have kids because that's I'm how not, you see it. I'm not going to educate myself on that because I have too much knowledge in my brain because I have two college degrees. And you don't need kids to tell you that you're smart because you know you're smart. Kids make you dumb. And because I have 25 animals <laughs> in this motherfucking house. And if I had a kid to take care of too, I would kill it. Um, I talked about all your animals on the Scarborough's Finest podcast, so make sure everyone listens was, to the Scarborough's Finest podcast. I did an interview with them real fast at the beginning of the episode. Give it a listen, Scarborough's Finest. But fast forward through the animal part, because I actually was wildly embarrassed hearing the listing of animals that I had in this house, and Why? then them saying, that sounds like a fucking zoo. <laughs> no, they said... That sounds like a fucking zoo, eh? (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry for interrupting. You're fine, you're fine. So these birds disappeared until 1977. And then in 1977, when Ruth Lowe and Marlon Lowe went to the police about it, people obviously speculated that Ruth and Marlon just panicked and they mixed up their memories and everyone says that it was a hoax. However... There is this bird called what a the, stupid speculation. <laughs> there is a there is a bird called an errant condor, and it has ten foot wingspans, and it is found along the west coast. And people think that this bird came and picked up Marlin. Lena stopped from the west. The <laughs> I because because we were talking about Mother Nature. There is a blizzard outside right do now. Do they do those birds control weather? I don't know. Because I was talking about Mother Nature and now it's fucked up outside again. I That happened out of nowhere. It's been like that all day. No, 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 no. no. That was bad for <laughs> a second. It was so bad that our producer, who is professional, looked out the window, drew my attention towards it, and then made a face. Because it's terrible outside. Everyone's sick of it. Everyone wants to like throw themselves off the fucking peace bridge because it's so cold outside. I'd throw myself off the skyway. Would you throw yourself out of the clutches of an errant condor carrying you 35 feet? No, I would be super into that because I always have my phone in my hand. <laughs> you would just do... I would, would you like boomeranging and shit? No, I would take a video and I'd be like, when they found my body... Uh-huh. They'd be like, oh, shit, his phone's probably got some awesome shit on it. And then they would see it. I don't think, I think I would be afraid, but I also think, like you, I would make the most of it. Yeah, I mean, you're picked up by a bird. Like, what can you do? What can you, what can you do at that point in time? You can either scream and maybe get dropped quickly and badly, or you can just ride it out and probably get dropped at the end of a really great adventure. I kind of believe that it happened, though, because you always hear about birds diving in to get little dogs and cats. Oh, I totally believe it. Right? I, Is that I silly? I don't, vulture, believe, I don't believe in a lot of stuff. Well, an errant condor is a real bird. So it's possible. It has a 10-foot ten, ten wingspan. A lot of people mistake certain animals for others. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a vulture would do that. A condor of any type probably wouldn't. But they all look sort of similar to somebody that doesn't know what to look for. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I'm just reading what I... Damon and I were at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And he pulled out of the driveway, which is hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. And he drove down the street and he stopped, slams on the brakes. This is Route 5. Busy. Right. I know Route 5. Oh, my God. Look, a fox. <laughs> Daylight. I turn around. No, it's a coyote with mange. Crossing <gasps> the road. I'm just saying, like... A lot of animals look similar and certain like diseases or conditions can Mm -hmm. make them look more similar to other animals. Hence this rabid fucking disgusting coyote that (laughs) Damon thought was a fox. Well, I just think I think it happened because, like I said, they're always like swooping in on little animals. Makes sense. But and it's a 70s. So who knows what kind of shit was going on? If they want to swoop in on some animals, I got a house they can come to. I will fucking put all the animals on the porch. I'll be like, take your pig. All you can eat. Here's the pig. Here's four dogs. Here's two cats. Here's the hedgehog. Take me. I'll I'll put the fish take out there. Yeah, it. so that's the that's the low family story of the child stealing so is Thunderbirds. He okay? Yeah, like I mean, well, aside from probably all the therapy he had to go do because people were throwing fucking dead pigeons on his front porch and calling him fucking bird boy. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure Marlon's Marlon's fine. <laughs> what? Your tonality with that. <laughs> He was probably scarred for life. They were throwing dead animals on his porch to make fun of him. Or maybe he took that pain and used it to make himself stronger and became an ornithologist. Ugh. I doubt it. <laughs> do you do you know what happened to Marlon? No. Because if it was my story, I would. No, it just it ended up there. What if nothing? I mean, they left it as people made fun of him and said that he panicked, and him and his mom panicked, and they made it all up. I think we should write Marlon a thank you note. We should write all these families thank you notes. No, because some of them suck. Brianna Volante. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. We no. should write her in jail and be like, I hope. What if you- that's our new segment weekly? Writing a letter to somebody in jail? To Brianna Valente specifically. Ugh. And we just write, you suck, and that's it. And we set it in an envelope. Fucking And we fart on a piece of paper and mail it to her. I would love that. (laughs) I would send her a package with a cake that I baked meticulously, Uh and I would fart flavor. I would create, like, a beautiful (laughs) imitation fart flavor that smells like vanilla, tastes like farts. (laughs) That bitch can suck a dick. So, bye, go home to the assholes that threw a pigeon on Marlon Lowe's fucking front porch. And those damn Thunderbirds, god fucking damn it. Most importantly... Out of every motherfucker this week, I want to say bye to Mother Nature because you're pissing me off today. You're going to give me a migraine with all this bullshit back and forth bipolar weather. Do you want to see the guy that drives the white van? Because if you look, <laughs> he's out. And he, you see. know exactly who he is. There's several people outside. He 
is the one you think he is. The one with the hat? Yeah. And the limp? Yep. Well, he can go home too. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>